This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they're in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. The J-Lab J-Buds line has something for everyone. Are you a J-Buds mini kind of person? Those are the smallest earbuds on the market by a major brand. They're compact. They fit on your keychain. They are perfect for on the go. And they come in really cute colors. Or are you going to do the J-Buds Air Sport, which has a secure fit, they're sweatproof, and they have the be aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. Well, I need that because I run outside. You always got to be on alert. Okay, I'm getting some of those. You can do that too. Use Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. Visit jlab.com to find your kind of tech. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. The Nikki Glazer Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello, here I am. Welcome to the show. It's the Nikki Glazer Podcast. I am um, in my home studio with my dad is our (laughs) special guest today. Hello, EJ Glazer. How's it going? Hello there. Thrilled to be here. Yeah, it's going to be fun. We just uh, spent a whole morning together. And uh, then we're traveling to do a, a special thing that we can't talk mm. about. But yeah, we're just uh, <laughs> we're hanging out. We spent yesterday together. I was over at your place for a few hours yesterday. Just getting some quality time and some QTs. It's incredible. I know we haven't spent much time together lately. It reminded me of you being with us during the pandemic. I Aww. asked uh, Anya and Brian and <laughs> Noah are here. And um, over the weekend, Anya was like talking to her parents she, they like, they call probably, they talk every day, I think. And I was like, how often do you talk to your parents? And she was like, probably every two days, every day. Yeah. And she was like, like as much as you do. And I'm like, she's a great daughter. No, that's <laughs> great. Not as good as you. I always reprimand Nikki. And so I, I used to call my mom at least once a week on Sundays. And Nikki, sometimes we go weeks. Yeah, we we communicate. I I follow her on Instagram and so forth. And yeah, we're you're in my you're sliding her. in my DMs all the time. <laughs> there's nothing like talking to somebody. I, Daddy, yeah. that's true. <laughs> Messages but just don't do my, it. I don't like to call home because, first of all, mom's always in the background, and I can hear her laying down. Like you answer on the speakerphone, and she is like has a blanket over her head, and she barely wants to talk to me. And then she's just going. Why do you even say it in there? Like, I have to, like, deal with her kind of chiming in in (laughs) weird ways. And then I can tell I'm always interrupting a show you guys are watching. And mom wants to get back to the show, but you want to keep talking to me. And I feel like I'm just, like, I'm taking away things that mom wants to do. No. Mom, every time you call her, no offense, mom, I know you're listening. But Lauren and I say whenever you call mom. I'll let you go. And she's just, you can hear like um, the goodwill racks. Like you can hear the, the um, what is it called? The hangers on yeah, the, the, the rack. You can hear the hangers sliding. 
Yeah. Uh huh. Well, what is it? How much is this over here? That's what she does. Are I you know. guys we, bringing out those racks anytime <coughs> soon? Wait. So, uh, when are Nikki? <laughs> where are you? When are you leaving? And yeah, she always goes, I'm such go. a bad mother. It's I don't such know. A cop out. It's oh, it's always. I'll Ugh. let you go. When they mean is, I have to go. I, I want, want to, to go. go. I'm Instead, bored you know of what? talking to you. I can tell that you're busy and can't talk to me anymore. So I'll let you go. I'll do you a favor. Uh, Nikki, you are always busy. This would be mom if she heard this. You're always busy. I'm trying to let you go. But I called you and I'm uh, quietly in a room. But I will say, I, I always call when I'm on a commute. Oh yeah, that's when I want to talk. Like if I really have alone time, I'm not gonna just like walk around my room quietly talking to you. Like really, uh, you're really good about just you'll be at home, Dad. You just call your friends and you just go into the room and you just sit down and call your friends. You're also <laughs> a guy that will just sit down and like read a book on a couch. Like yeah, I need to read true. a book like when I'm like trying to fall asleep, but you'll just go like it's time to read right now. <laughs> and you yeah, just go in the next room. Living maybe, a balanced life. Maybe it's my he Sam. is the most balanced person <clears throat> I know. No, maybe it's my Sam Harris meditation. I, I you know I can actually mm -hmm. focus on something and not be distracted. When I watch television with your mom, she's always looking at her phone, sliding through. Like last night we were watching a show, and it's it's a show that was the last episode oh, of something we're watching on Amazon. We're watching um, the boys. Oh. No, I, I wish it. I, I wish it would. We we're watching. Have you watching Gen V yet? No, no. The new? I haven't. It's really good. That. It's good. Anyway, it's called. Um, God darn it! It's about Christopher Walken's in it. It's a BBC production. Bunch of. I can't remember the name of it. It's okay. Brian's on it. Yeah, I'll find out. I'm, I'm, anyway, we're watching this conclusive episode, and she's scrolling through. I'm like, what are you looking at? She's like, looking at shoes. And then she'll ask me, well, what did he say? And I'm like, you have to focus on one thing or the other. You can't. Humans can't multitask. <laughs> no, they right? can't. Is it called The and Outlaws? <laughs> the Outlaws. You got it. Yeah. Thank you, Brian. Have you seen it? No, no he just, no, looked, just it looked it up. Oh, good job. Way to go, Brian. Yeah, there's he He was scrolling on his phone while you were talking. He didn't hear the end of the story about mom not listening to Good you. Good show. I highly recommend it. It's a little bit little bit uh, ludicrous, but really well done, and it's got some really- My dad's a fan of the morning show, though, so I just want to prepare everyone oh, that if you- Disclaimer. Recommendations. Yeah, I thought I could really t talk some shit with my parents about the morning show, because we are kind of have the same taste level, but no, my dad is a big fan. He likes it. I like it. I like he the, thinks the dialogue is superb. I do. <laughs> How can you watch? I, I'm going to start collecting dia pieces of dialogue from it, and you and you have to defend them. I think okay. that's going to be a All new right. game. That would be good because I you know, it just shows the inner the, the the you know the previous seasons were of course great. I think you all agree on that. Yes, the first two. I agree. And this one, I just like the inner workings of the business dealings and how they're trying to save the network and trying to get the loans. Oh, you're and, following the plot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, Anya's it's, was looking at shoes. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you've been yeah. looking at shoes. <laughs> I was unclear why Crudup is raising money for UBN. Because they're faltering, trying to save it. Trying to save. They have no money. They yeah. can't. They're, they're programming. They're it's falling off the charts. That's a very dad thing to say to be like, I'm interested in how they're acquiring those loans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really well, you've been on the uh, the corporate side of things. Yeah, so, with this, yeah. yeah. And, and they have, they're doing the upfronts, which I you know used to be a little bit a part of. But um, yeah, I just like I like seeing the inner workings of that and how he's trying to muster all the talent to go out there and meet with the ad executives to schmooze. I didn't them. like that the upfronts. By the way, upfronts are when an, a network is debuting their new slate of shows and like what our fall programming is going to look like, and it's all for <laughs> um, ad buyers to come advertising. Um, you know, the people from 
the advertising world to come and place ads like oh my god their lineup looks amazing I can't wait to buy ad space on yeah, these shows right. and so it's like this big show I performed at a bunch of upfronts they'll like, bring um, in huge stars and make it a huge production yeah, Taylor I was Swift on one with Selena it, right? Gomez yeah. yeah I was one, one with Selena Gomez and, and Sarah and I hosted one back in the day for MTV and um and yeah, but I didn't like on the morning show, Billy Crudup gets there and he's like walking down the hallway and it's like this one shot and you could tell they really pat themselves on the back for like, we did it all in one shot. And it's like, it wasn't that big of a deal. No one really needed it. And then they get, but it, I know a lot of work goes into those. So I I don't want to be too snarky. So then he gets to the very like bottom recesses of this like theater building. And then he sits in hair and makeup and they powder him and they go two minutes until showtime until you're on and he's in the recesses of this wing and Chris and I are watching it and he's like talking to himself in the mirror to get himself amped up. Do you remember that scene? Yeah, sure. And I'm like, if you have two minutes before you're walking on stage, you don't have you're time not- to talk in the mirror. It's time. <laughs> you need to walk upstairs. And Chris is like, oh, so a pro's wing. And I'm like, but that's just like, they should have just said five minutes or something. You know, two minutes is like, you gotta go. You it's gotta true. walk. <laughs> and a lot of these series shows, you all, you probably all see it too. You know, they show a plane landing for so long, and somebody brushing their—they're just trying to fill time. You know, so many times, <laughs> like him walking down the hallway. It might have been somewhat interesting, but yeah, not, it, was a, it was fine. Like the beginning it, it, of every '80s comedy is like the alarm goes off, then he gets out of bed, <laughs> then he goes and brushes his teeth, then he makes yeah, coffee. Every single one. That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. We have to um, see the moment then, he woke up this day, not the yeah. whatever. <laughs> well, um, it was funny because today my dad and I went to a, I took my dad to one of my voice lessons, which was fun. And on the way there, my dad was like, oh, this is the part of town where, um, do you remember that camping trip that we went on and those men said, bring those girls back when they're 18? And I was like, I just told that story yesterday on the podcast. And then you, so well, I was you, asking her if I could bring her back now because she, <laughs> that, that's the joke I made yesterday. <laughs> Did you really? Well, when I was 18, I said to you, We need to go back to those guys. Do you remember <laughs> that? Do, yeah, and you couldn't believe Family I made joke. that joke. Yeah, <clears throat> so we went to the voice lesson today and learned um, some techniques. Um, sure what? It was fun. Um, <clears throat> just like um, putting the putting the sound uh, like out of your nose, like shooting it up and out of your nose, like into up here. Instead of like out here or down here. And when you go for a high note, you're not supposed to actually think high. You're supposed to think low. And when you're going for a low note, you're supposed to think high and not uh, low. And all these mental tricks Mm. that there are to make the best sound. And um, it's hard. I have a question for you. It's a mental game. It's like Pilates for your head. What? You know how rappers, before they do the, before they rap, they'll go like, Mm. uh. Oh, um, all right. Yeah. Is there like a practical purpose for that? Like that they're hearing <laughs> it's something? Probably to get on the rhythm. Yeah. Uh, Could be. Uh, yeah. Like it's just trying to, it's like tapping your foot, but like okay. almost waking up your vocal cords or like trying to get, um, maybe trying to let people know like what your vo- voice kind of sounds like. So you're ready to come in, just yeah, warming warm things up. up. Yeah. All right, all right. I think that's a, that could be it. Any other theories? It's probably like when you have to run into a double Dutch thing. You're like, how am I going to do this? Okay, here I go. I got to oh, get right. yes, like yes. start pacing. Level. Or people are offering them different food and they're like, oh. No. <laughs> uh, but uh. warming your voice up is so important though, because this morning, you know, trying to sing, I didn't warm my voice up and I was like. Ugh. Yeah, my guy doesn't believe in warm ups. You just come in and you just go. No, I, no, I always warm my, before a gig, I always try to warm my voice up. Yeah. 
A little bit. I know you do. Do you guys do you it before you do it? You have a golden voice. Oh, Anya, thanks. Just you- like the Golden Bachelor. Actually, the Golden <laughs> Bachelor does not have a golden voice at all. Oh, His no. voice is actually like Unnerving. really soft and like I kind of don't like it Uh-oh. at all. <laughs> I his voice really creeps me out. I don't. It, it's like he has a permanent bubble in his throat. Oh man! I don't. But he is the sweetest man, al- maybe alive, for at least Seems, a couple more years. I didn't get to watch the whole episode. Your mom, we watched. It was like date. We were watching daytime television yesterday when Nikki came out. That's what reminded me of the pandemic. Oh yeah. We, we, I haven't watched daytime television. I had forever. like an hour to kill, and so I stopped by my parents. So we watched and I was the like, Golden You Bachelor. guys got to watch the Golden Bachelor. We need you to watch this. And then I just filmed <laughs> them watching it. And my mom is. Oh, God. Oh, look at this chick. That is so queer. She thinks everything's queer. Um, I, was, and, I was enjoying it. Yeah, Dad loved it. What Dad's did you like about getting it? getting ready to sign up. Well, no, we, we, we were just, we're, I'm part of Bachelor Nation. I don't know if you guys know that or oh, not. Yeah, oh, yeah, he's wow. very a proud member. He <laughs> was inaugurated. Is card? Like, how do we get in? <laughs> card carrying. No, when Nikki lived with us, like, I, watched, I, I, I watched it and giving everybody shit about, you know, we're watching The Bachelor. Then all of a sudden I was like, <laughs> no, wait, now who is this and why are they doing? And I thought, I think I'm part of Bachelor Nation Yeah, now. he got his citizenship. You got a passport? During, yeah. <laughs> but I haven't watched it since Nikki moved out. But well, anyway. What did you think about it? I and, thought it was good. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed seeing these older women. Which, you know, they, there were like 30 women that got out of the car, weren't there? How many were there? Yeah, but there's multiple cars. Okay. Well, but yes, there's it like wasn't like a clown car. Yeah, of these old broads. <laughs> but, um, um, and then we were joking around, but I kept, like, Julie was saying, no, when I die, you're going to, you know, not. And then as these beautiful women kept getting out of the car, I'm like, when are you going to die again? No, when, when <laughs> because the whole premise of the show is that this man lost his wife seven years ago. And oh. it, they were t- they were high school sweethearts. This guy has not dated since he's never dated. He no, he got, he got married when he was twenty years old. Yeah, wow. right out of high school. Now so he's, he's never dated in his life. It was the first person yeah. that ever liked him, and now he is dating at seventy two. And some of these women are trying to be like naughty. Like one woman showed her high heels, and she was like, "And by the way." I'm not scared of six inches. And he just like didn't even understand what that <laughs> meant. <laughs> he's, to- he's from Indiana. He, he didn't and know. There's oh, yeah. no, no one thinks he has a six inch dick. Like, I don't know. He might have his tiny penis. What does that even mean to him? It was the one that looked like Chris Jenner who said, Oh, it sounds like this. She sounded like she smoked like four packs of cigarettes oh, yeah, in the no, car on the way over. Yeah. I'm going to, if I get eliminated tonight, I can't it's wait. Like, to- you are definitely going to be. He might keep you around just to, just to be nice. One girl came pulling up on a motorcycle and she hopped off oh yeah oh, she's the yeah. she's the front runner yeah yeah but they're all like you would think the golden bachelor my joke was when the golden bachelor came out i'm like oh they're doing golden bachelor with like older people so it's gonna be like 35 and up like i thought it was gonna be i thought the most they would go is like people in their 50s <laughs> yeah, yeah. you, thought you know do. like I, they really went for it i mean there's like people cr- getting pretty damn close to 80 up in this bitch. I, mean, the, I think the youngest person is 60 no no wheelchairs one woman came out with like a she was like fake hobbling with a, you know, a cane and a thing. And then she threw it to the side and was like, just kidding. And she tossed off this dress and she was wearing like a hot get up, a uh, corset top and stuff. I guess they're trying to appeal to my, you know, my age group, to baby boomers. And, uh, but maybe young people are digging it too. I don't know. But yeah, I definitely think they're digging it. <clears throat> there's this woman, Christina, who's 73. If you asked me how old she was, I would have said 50. Yeah. They look wow. really good. I mean, yeah. they all have, um, Okay. There's this type of eye surgery that all people got maybe in the early 2000s. I think it's blepharoplasty, but it's um, an eyelid surgery, and it makes every woman's eyelids look the same. And everyone (laughs) looks like Robin McGraw, uh, (laughs) Dr. Phil's wife. 
Yeah, they all mean. look like those eyes. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The one, yeah. the woman with the guitar that got the, the on the motorcycle has those eyes. They all have the same white lady eye oh plastic surgery, gosh. 1998 <laughs> eye. Do you know I what I'm talking Googled about? It. I googled it. Yes, yes. they <laughs> all right. have those eyes. It's yes. really creepy, and I will have them someday too. Katie Couric kind of has them. I was going to say Julie Katie Bowen Cox has for them. Sure, has when them. I first had HD yeah. television, I I couldn't watch Katie Couric anymore. Her eyes were just. Disturbing really? I didn't to me. know Katie She was an anchor. Anything. She was an anchor on CBS for a while. Well, but. Dad, everyone knows. Oh, oh no! When she had the number one job, you mean? I yeah. thought you were describing who Katie Kirk was. Let me I was tell like, you, we're not that young. No, I'm talking about she. She was the. the you know, I have a female. new joke on stage that I'm trying, and it kind of worked this weekend. I don't have a punchline for it yet, but it's like when old people like try to make young people feel bad about not knowing something that they weren't alive for. Uh, like we're like my, growing up, mine was like, you don't know happy days. <laughs> you don't know the facts of life. And it was like, no, I wasn't 10 in 1982. I wouldn't know that. Why would yeah. I know that? And now I think for Gen Z, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm finding myself like, trying. You don't know math. <laughs> you don't know how to write. <laughs> yeah. You don't know cursive. Yeah. yeah. No, it's more cultural things that old people shame young people about. But really what the shame is, old people want to feel superior to young people because we know we're dying sooner and we're jealous and we can't just admit we're jealous of the youth and that we're like angry that we're closer to death than they are. Mm. And it's like this, it's this feeling that we can't admit to ourselves about anger, about our bodies breaking down and theirs being youthful. <laughs> so we get mad at them, but we can't just say, I'm mad at you because you're young, because that would be insane to say. So instead we go, you don't know who Urkel is? And we try to like yeah. make them feel bad <laughs> about what TGIF? What? You don't know? You've never seen the Goonies? But some people have no idea of chronology. They just forget. They just think everybody everybody's their age group. They don't no, think it through. They just need totally. to grasp it onto something way, that is well, young people not knowing. Oh, yeah. Like, They're like, you don't know Aladdin? <laughs> you don't know Boy Meets World? That's true. You didn't yeah, watch the true. Degrassi redo or whatever? <laughs> well, for me, Aladdin, like, I at least know, like, I never saw Hercules or um, Moana but I like know the gist of it. Like I wasn't a child during that time, but I feel like you, the reason I was like, you don't know anything about Aladdin is like you and Aladdin was, you were still like, you were, I guess you were a little bit too old to be watching kids movies, but Aladdin just feels like you should know, like, at least like the main players of it, but maybe not. No, Isn't it? but Definitely it's still not. not. Like I did not watch it, cartoons at 21 or whatever I was. I can't it's remember. Still yeah, it's still the zeitgeist. Isn't there like a Broadway but movie? Well, I knew it was Robin a movie. It was I read so, the Aladdin book. <laughs> there was so much adult humor. But you know, I got <laughs> like, mad. I know the, the tale of Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> I used to subscribe to Rolling Stone magazine and they had a, an article like they always do. The top 100 TV shows of all time. And Andy Griffith was not listed yes. in that. And I was oh. like, screw that. I, I canceled my subscription and I had nothing to do with them. Yeah. Dad, you have just some major... Good for you. <laughs> no, yeah. if, of a hundred shows, Andy Griffith has got to be there. I'm sorry. I had to fix And your listeners it. probably don't even have any clue. The Andy Gri- Everyone knows the Andy Griffith really? show. Okay. It, well, if you play Sunday Crossword Puzzle or any crossword, New York Times Crossword Puzzles, Opie is in there. Is he really? Constantly because no, you got three yeah. vowels. Yeah, that's true. That's a good I am going to do like a full weekend of just watching all the things I missed because I do want to know. Like, I don't know about Sims... I don't what? know about 
There's no movie. <laughs> what? I know, but I have to just brush up on things. <laughs> well, you know like what that. Sims are like. Oh, like you know the what? Game? You it's don't a need video to know game. the game. Like you know what it is. You got to spend right? a few decades playing that game. In order <laughs> Explain to get Sims it. to us, Anya. Yeah, we'll, like, we'll see you ten all years. All you need oh, to know okay. about Sims like, is we know what nothing. you probably already know. Sims is a universe that doesn't exist. That's like an alternate universe with little. But this is what I imagine it is: little bubbly people. And they have their own language. They have their own language. And so did you play language. that, Nikki? Did you didn't do that? Did you? I, I watched other people play it. Like right. I think it was. Uh, I just well, didn't get. I was a little bit too old when it first came out. When I was playing those games, but it's not. They're not bubbly people. They like look like real people, <laughs> yeah. and they do like. <laughs> but they just talk. Well, I don't understand. It's not like an actual I just language. Convinced, I confuse it with Pokemon. <laughs> well, that's did you okay. play? It's the same thing. Brian, okay. did you play Sims at all? No, no, I played Sim City and I played uh, Roller Coaster Tycoon and I played. Oh, right, those were around the same time. Yeah, I played Command and Conquer and Age of Empires two. Wait, what don't you understand, Brian? I don't understand why Anya feels like she needs to know The Sims. Well, because I bet The <laughs> Sims got referenced recently and, and she didn't know what it was and someone shamed her. Yeah, about but that's it. okay. I mean, no one's talking it's about fine, The Sims. But these I want to know that The Sims is a, a world that you don't need to know like what the characters' names are, but like. You know enough. All you need to know is what you know. Did, did someone yeah. say, like, you don't know what their dog's name is or something? There is no dog's name. No, I know. But, like, did, they, did someone ask you for a fact about Sims that you were like, I need to know this? Me? No. Yes. Who would okay. be talking about the Sims these days? Well, I'm just thinking someone referenced this. I'm wondering where this came from, the Sims thing on you. Oh, Do you have a just- story? Oh, I just pulled it out of my ass because it's a thing that you'll hear once in a while. Like people reminiscing about their Sims. their earlier childhood. life, their childhood mm. or high yeah, school. Yeah, that's or like whatever. Gen Z right now is talking about when they were kids, they played a lot of Sims. There was also like a baseball game. Like all I ask of people, if you don't know something that you lived through, Explain it. just know a little bit. Like I don't, mm. I've never seen Star Wars or Star Trek, but I know enough to like, be a part of a conversation. Like when people just have no knowledge of it at all, I think that's a little crazy. I saw Barbie the other day and I thought about Nikki because the the, the man explaining, they were like, you've never seen The Godfather? Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. They remember they're trying to, to get somebody to, you know, buy some time. Well, let me tell you about The Godfather. Oh my God, The Godfather. Do you Wait, remember that? No. You, don't, you don't remember that scene? No, I haven't seen The Godfather and I still haven't because I don't <laughs> like violence and I don't like movies that are really long. It's too well, long. When you had an audition with Francis Ford Coppola, you think you might have wanted to see that. I wouldn't movie. have gotten it anyway, and then I would have just wasted more time <laughs> of my life on that. But yeah, you're right. I think he appreciated my honesty that I had. Oh, seen you told it. him that? I don't. I think I told. I told him I didn't know what Hamlet was. <laughs> He'd be very confused by that. That's a really old he generation. Said, he said, "Do this, yeah, do this <laughs> monologue in the style of Hamlet," and I'm like. I don't, I mean, I know that a guy is talking to a skull and saying, but I don't know what that is. I don't know what he's talking about. (laughs) I I am big pantameter. Well, I understand (laughs) like Seinfeld shirt. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean Seinfeld shirt? (laughs) The big poofy shirt. Puffy shirt. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) That's so true. The puffy shirt. Okay. Well, we figured it out. I'm glad we got there. Okay. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back after this. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Seriously, like think about your wardrobe and how hell it is. I know I think about mine and I'm just like, ugh, I don't even want to wear anything in it. I need some new things to spice it up. That is exactly what I did when I went to Quince. 
I heard about Quince initially from my assistant who has impeccable style. She had an amazing sweater and I said, where did you get that? And she was like, it's cashmere. I was like, ooh la la. They do 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters. I own two myself. And then they also have washable silk tops and timeless 14 karat gold jewelry. I actually have an ear cuff that I got. They have such cute jewelry. The best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They cut out the middleman. They work with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. All you have to do is go to their website and look for yourself. It's quality stuff. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Oh my God, you guys, I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have like all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips. And I always like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't like a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues like on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. If you're in the market for some new headphones because you keep losing yours, the ones you shell out hundreds of dollars for, stop doing that and just go with the JLab JBuds line. All of their products are compatible with the JLab app, so you can customize your sound to your personal preferences. They've got so many options. They've got the JBuds Mini. It's the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. They're compact. They can fit on your keychain. They're actually so small that you can sleep with them in. They come in five cute colors, mint, aqua, black, sage, and pink. I'm obsessed with them. Or there's the JBuds ANC3, which is their smallest active noise-canceling true wireless earbud. And then, if you're a sporty person, there's the JBuds Air Sport, true wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, they're sweatproof, and they have a be-aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. What I want you to know is that JLab is now my preferred brand of earbud, and now they can be your preferred brand. All you have to do is use code Nikki25 for 25% off your order. That's a lot, you guys. Nikki25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. The only woman in America that has not seen The Godfather, Nikki Glaser. Dad, we're back, and I don't think I'm the only woman in America who's not seen The Godfather. I think there's many women because it is a yeah, boys I just movie. Saw the series. <laughs> what what literally made, did Matt make you summer. watch it? I was. I think it's I was like, let's just do this. That's not well. What one two three? Trilogy. It's trilogy. Do you know how many things I have to do? If Dad, if if I had, if you. You have like a list of things that I need to list. I need to read Travis McGee books. I need to read Lonesome Dove. I need to read Kurt Vonnegut <laughs> Slaughterhouse Five. I also need to read Cat's mm-hmm. Cradle. I need to read um, yeah. uh, what? So right now I'm at a week of Charles stuff to do. Dickens. I have to watch Charles, Charles Dickens. Oh yeah, I need to read um, what's the the Oliver Twist? David no, but there's David Copperfield. Why is he named the same as the magician? Why is the magician named after that book? And do they know that? Uh, and is it right. on purpose? He just. Use that name, I guess. I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. Good question. Okay. And then I need to, so 
I have to, that's about four weeks of reading. Okay. <laughs> then I need to watch all the Godfathers. Any other movies I need to see? God, I'm not a big fan of the Godfather, but your mom. Why didn't I see um, Raiders of the Lost Ark? Like, why didn't you ever make us watch those? Because that's another thing that people go, you've never seen Indiana Jones? How did we miss that? Really? We were raising kids in the 80s. That's what you always say when you miss a, 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 a song. When I go, how do you not know this song? And you go, we were raising kids. You had to. We, yeah. Never saw it. Never when saw it. When I see it. a movie once, I don't usually watch it a second or third time. So really? I'm, yeah, I'm done with it. Oh, wait. Your favorite movie, a bo- The Boy. Wait, it's like a boy, the boy called, what's your favorite movie? Um, little, little Big Man. Little Big Man. <laughs> okay, I was One of close. My favorite little Big Man. <laughs> it doesn't hold up much anymore, but no. I, I love that movie with okay. passion. I really well, do. Um, I've got a lot to do is what I'm saying, but we <laughs> wanted to get to some topics today. Noah has well, some um, news headlines. What, Brian? I just have groundbreaking information about David Copperfield. Oh, oh my God, please. This is the perfect music for it. Breaking news about David Copperfield. The reason why he's named David Copperfield after yeah? the Charles Dickens novel is because, quote, he liked how it sounded. That's it. <laughs> What's his real name? I don't know. Doug Garvin Blurch. <laughs> Garvin Blurch. Um, thank you for that. Have you read uh, David Copperfield? Anyone here read um, Tale of Two Cities, David Copperfield? Oh, well, I had God. to read A Tale school. of Two Cities high in high school. school. I mean, they forced us. But it was the best of times and the worst of times. You don't have to read anything. <laughs> yeah, and, and Brian, I had to was read it too. Was that a great expectation? Be- before oh, freshman year, they made no. us read A Tale of Two Cities before freshman year. I had to read it that summer. Yeah. And it was, it was arduous and boring and I hate Grapes it. of Wrath oh. sucked but I, also. But, but oh, my dad always, I hate. This I love is, Grapes of Wrath. Oh, oh, you know what I love? At the very end, an old man suckles at the breast of a woman. That is one of the most disgusting <laughs> things I've ever. I didn't say it like that. But dad would, you would always talk about that. Like, that was one of the most pivotal scenes. An old man's dying and he suckles at the teat of a young no, woman. Just I'm just you. like, ew, this guy was jerking teat off when he wrote it. And he wrote it. He was jerking just, off when he wrote it. No, it was just gross. just showed you that they, they were going to persevere and they were going to make it. Ugh. Oh, they could have shown that in any even other way. Let were, them find like a river. Even or though they were starving, they <laughs> let them a, find a, a freshly k- killed antelope. Or <laughs> There's a, a quote I remember from the Grapes of Wrath because it was so like I remember when I read it, it was like so, it just stuck with me, and it was um, oh. it's uh, I'm just uh, oh no, I forgot it now. No, I'm just bones covered in skin or something like that. It was like. This guy talking about his like emptiness and his despair. That's also your favorite band. (laughs) Did you ever hear the Bruce Springsteen song? (laughs) Your favorite metal band. There's a Bruce Springsteen song. It's based on that Ghost of Tom Joad. Oh yeah. Where he goes wherever there's a wherever there's a cop beating a guy, wherever there's a hungry baby cries, when there's hate hatred in the air, mom, I'll be there. You know, it's 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 a he he paraphrases exactly uh, John Steinbeck in that song. He actually called Mrs. Mrs. Steinbeck and asked her for permission to use. The imagery of Tom Joad, and she said, "Yeah, go ahead. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Yeah. Steinbeck's great. One of the greats. He's he was such a cool guy too. He like went up. He like drove across the country in a van he built himself. He was like an alcoholic, but he also like would go on a boat and like sail uh, to f- find whales on his own. And he was just a beloved guy. I read his his memoir. Anyway, did you guys read Ragtime in high school? No. Oh my I god, Ragtime. They made us read Ragtime in high school, <laughs> and in that book. A guy literally is jerking off in a closet, what? watching a woman get a massage, and he's so aroused by watching this massage that he bursts out of the closet and ejaculates all over her body. 
Oh and my God. Was a normal part Where of my was the rag read- in ragtime? <laughs> you didn't need to do that. We read that aloud. We read that portion of the novel aloud, aloud. in English class in high school. That's- Oh, God. my God. That's the best day of school ever. <laughs> now, Brian, I bet that book is banned now at your old high school. Oh, for I sure. Bet you, yeah. you know, God, what a great assignment, though. You must have been. In, 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 I did mean, you volunteer to read yeah, it? Yeah, we all, we all love <laughs> hearing teacher. stories of guys Man, jerking off in We closet. used to go to Barnes & Noble and go to the, um, the, in the kids section, there was a book about, like, what our bodies do and what what's like you know oh, yeah. some kind of book about sex and there was all these drawings of people having sex and man that was like that was my the best day of my life i was such a horny weird i wasn't even <laughs> horny i just wanted to see every sex. kid every kid does it was so good we used yeah. to sit in church in a catholic church i mean this is fourth to fifth grade eddie brown they always had bibles there but catholics never really read the bible but eddie brown had a knack he could always get to the old testament and find sexy passages and if you've ever read the old, the old <laughs> he'd pass them around and we'd all be laughing sex. the nuns would come over and beat us oh wow <laughs> yeah desperate do you have to beat him be going through the, the bible, bible. exactly for some porn. exactly and nowadays so you have to pay guys. to get a nun to beat you <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can you imagine having porn the way it is accessible now when you oh, were yeah. a kid? I mean, Arlo, I'm even worried about well, like it shows up everywhere. When I was a kid, uh, I found a stash of porn magazines in the woods, and they were all yeah. like, all in like the you know, woods, like comic book pages. And it was this little camp in the woods that a bunch of bums <laughs> were living in, probably. But there, it was the kind of porn that had black ma- black marks over their eyes. Oh, oh my yeah. god! And it was just women. That, they were all black and white, and it was all. It was like, and the pages were all musty. But I took these things and kept them hidden in my room. And my sister's friends, I mean, they were, <laughs> my sister was three years older than me. They used to come over and go like, "EJ, can you get that porn out?" And I oh, get it out yeah. and show it to them because I was like, "Oh, it was it, looking That's back amazing. on it, it was probably the nastiest stuff." And I don't think the pages were stuck. No, together, I don't think it was probably the nastiest stuff. The nastiest stuff is in is now is now. <laughs> yeah. The nastiest stuff is and now. Kids don't care. They're just they're they're faced with it daily. I know. Like it's just like a pop up. Like oh, somebody getting slammed That's why in the, the, the ass. Kids yeah. are choking each other all the time in sex. Net like as soon as they start making out. Like if you see on F Boy Island, like. <laughs> which is premiering October 13th on the CW <laughs> or sorry, October 16th, Monday, 16th, October 16th. Um, they, whenever they kiss, they choke, right? They, go <laughs> they right hold each other's there. necks. It's a, it's Aww. a weird thing that even they do in public now. And it is like a hot move. I don't want to get into this cause my dad's sitting right here, but I, it's not like a bad move, <laughs> like a, a soft throttling, but um, they all do it now. And it's not something I think you ever saw in movies or TV before. Right. But it's all no. Before maybe it was like one finger slowly sliding up like on your jaw, like your trachea. I mean, just to check if you were a man or not. In porn, I mean, there's there's fashion trends. Everybody's shaved now, and that that was something that you know now. And I I read something a few years ago. I don't know if it's true anymore. This is one of my dad's classics. I I, I, I saw this one coming twenty minutes ago. (laughs) Twenty minutes ago. No, I. My dad has some classic anecdotes. We talk about endangered species of human crab lice. I mean, pubic lice are endangered because mm-hmm. there's no habitat for them anymore because there's oh. no pubic hair. So yeah. I, I have wow. a campaign I'm we starting. We figured it out. Yeah, my dad has a bumper, GoFundMe. stickers. <laughs> save, save the crab lice. Save pubic lice habitat. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. okay. But it's true. I did read that. It is true. I, I, the I mean, imagine. Of the they still have the asshole hair, I would think, and like taint hair. That's and men are still species. so hairy down there, Right. I would I guess. guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> Crickets. Did <laughs> 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 you guys hear bed bugs are huge in Paris? Oh, yeah. They're right. so chic. 
<laughs> so she. If you're gonna catch bed bugs anywhere, a little bed bug with a beret on, <laughs> smoking a cigarette. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, I, I heard that. Oh. I, I would be scared to go to Paris right now. They're in all the hotels, but 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 bed bugs get such a bad rap for like if you have them, then you're disgusting and you're dirty and you like live in slums and you you probably don't take care of yourself. Yeah. But rich people get them. Like oh. anyone can get them, but it's um it's such a shameful thing. And I, I wish people didn't feel that shame about them because then that's when they lie and they say they don't have them and then they spread uh, them. Yeah. Is it really true that Paris has an outbreak? Paris has an outbreak and they're kind of worried about there. the Olympics. No, November 6th, we're going It's there. like all um, over the metro. Honestly, and with moms <laughs> and stuff. Are you serious? You're going there? Yeah. Be careful. Uh, they're in every hotel. Oh, like all the hotels. We're not, Man, staying, I'm in hotels. We're not staying in hotels, Hotel. luckily. But, oh, you uh, aren't? We're staying in an apartment. But Oh, okay. Well, just watch but, out. Bag up your stuff. I will. Well, I'll say my final goodbyes. We're not hanging out anymore. I am so terrified of your getting couches infested. You got to get the bed bug spray and then spray around your uh, open suitcase so that they can't get in. There's a barrier. Oh, oh that's really? interesting. I didn't know that was a thing. Okay. I mean, I, I had bed bugs back in uh, Sunnyside, Queens when I lived there, and I learned all the techniques. <gasps> oh, Brian, I can only imagine you with bed bugs. How? Yeah. Oh my did, God. You well, probably still have PTSD from that. I yeah, I, I think I got them from my office that I worked at. The one time I worked mm. at an actual office, and because I saw a bed bug crawling on my desk one day while I was typing at my computer, and I was like, yeah. "What is that thing? I think that might be a bed bug." And I captured it on a piece of clear um, tape, like packing tape, and like right. like like a biologist, like like had it between two pieces <laughs> of tape, so I could take it to someone and say, "Like, is that a bed bug?" And they confirmed that it is a bed bug. Yeah, they live in electronics, in wood, in the walls. Yeah. Like, it's not just your... No, it's, yeah. a, it's a nightmare. Let's change, change the subject. Okay, Noah, get, let's tell, <laughs> us a, tell us a news headline. Okay, well, everyone, um, if you subscribe to TikTok Trends, you might be able to read more, like EJ recommended, because monk mode is popping off... Oh, shit. ...and is encouraging people to keep off of social media. Monk mode. Yeah, monk mode basically means monk cutting monk? out all distractions from your life uh, so you can dedicate yourself uh, to a particular task with the idea <laughs> being that you massively boost your productivity. So how are people even finding they find out about it and then they instantly go into monk mode and then because how could this be a <laughs> That's trend because you wouldn't hear yeah, about it. Yeah, they discover it on yeah. TikTok. But it's supposed to encourage people uh -huh. to also like a, a side effect of it is changing their diet, cutting out sex, and cutting down on the number of times they go out. What? Um, hmm. Is this a yeah, feature? Like you can turn it on on TikTok no, to be like, oh, you've been saying, on for 10 I'm going minutes. into monk mode. It's just like, cool to say I'm going into hashtag. monk mode. <laughs> How cool much say. are you, like, I'm not, we've talked about this extensively on the show through the years, but like, what's, my phone use is off. Like I can't really tell what it is when I check my apps to say like how long you, it always says I've been on like 16 hours throughout the day because I have my white noise machine going all night long uh -huh. on my phone. And so it's activated. And so I can't get a good reading of like what I'm actually doing, but I would say I'm not, I'm not spending a ton of time scrolling. I've heard people on, I would like to check mom's usage. I think that would be insane, but I think, uh -huh. I'm pretty I'm pretty good about it. I think that there are a lot of things in my life that I overdo in terms of work and um and sometimes sleeping too much and eating too much. But on my phone, I think I have a pretty good like I know I'm someone I'm almost like um like the people I'm jealous of who can just have two drinks. I'm like that with my phone. 
Yeah. I don't need I don't need to be on TikTok for three hours. I don't even have TikTok on my phone because I want to prevent that. But I'm pretty good at being like, okay, I'm But I you're don't a Reddit to, scroller. Yeah, but Reddit for me is information and it's reading about I, I I'm not looking at just people's lives and like, oh, now they're doing oh that look at that happy family. Look at that girl that just got engaged. Like I'm not just seeing mindless images. I'm reading about people's experiences. I'm re I'm reading a lot on, on I love Reddit, Reddit too, but I I think I follow too many categories because there's too many disparate things coming up. Yeah. But I love it when yeah, I learn a lot from from Reddit. I um, do too. I think yeah. it's a it's <clears throat> it's it's good for my brain. And I don't, I love it. And whenever there's like, I watch the evening news every night. Probably most people don't, but I, I love watching news. And I'm always like, I saw that three days ago on Reddit. And all they're doing on these news shows is just pulling things off of Reddit. Yes. Interns, like, <laughs> not the first place to go anymore. It, it was Reddit crazy. is the best like, place for news. Like five years ago, uh, most news, it was, it was peak Twitter. And most news was just like reporting on things that people have tweeted. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Like, and then this oh person said on Twitter, and then this senator responded on Twitter with this tweet, and it was just them repeating and reading out what that was. That's that's luckily died down a little bit since Elon Musk took a blowtorch to Twitter, but it are was like five years ago, the news. Are there apps that you guys wish you stayed off of more? Are there any apps that have you guys kind of like, okay, I, I should go into monk mode on this? Because I, I, for, for me, I think Instagram is just the one that sometimes I'll get a little bit sucked into and I'll just see one or two posts that bum me out and um, make me, you know, just people, because I follow comedians who are doing the same thing I'm doing, yeah. doing theater shows and they're selling out shows and they're posting when they sell out shows and they're posting pictures of the audience and they, they start to worry me that I'm not, Oh, I went to that ah. theater. I didn't sell out that theater. No. Oh, that person's selling out the theater. Oh, they have a 1.1 million followers. God, how do I get that 1.1? I used, it took me so long to get to one and I've been at one now for like almost a year. Oh, that I took a year to get an extra hundred thousand. I'm not having enough growth. Oh, that girl's hair looks really thick. Oh, that girl. Oh my God. I can't believe her butt just like slopes like that off of, her back. I have a stiff back from Pilates. Like, the, you know, all the same things that we all get um, frustrated about. I sometimes find myself falling into that. But um, you got to just start lying, Nikki. You just I know, post I a can't. picture of your audience in theater and be like, sold out show at wherever you are. And then I've talked and, and about it. I happen. could do that because no one checks, no one facts checks no, these things unless you no. were at the show. And most people at shows don't even know if it's sold out, sold out or not. They just assume it is. No. Because even a sold out show has a lot of empty seats. In fact, why don't I promote my tour right now? Upcoming dates this Friday. I'm in Mystic Lake Casino in um, outside of uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. I don't know. Prior Lake, Minnesota, I think is the, the name of the... Oh, city and then i'm in calgary on saturday night so um wow. anya will be there with me on um friday and then on saturday i'm um i have my friend john collin opening up in calgary and then next week um was going to be napa but now it's just a, a casino outside of sacramento in wheatland california Forget the name of the casino, though. Sorry about that. But if you're in oh, a what? Sacramento area next Live? week. Yeah, no, it's Hard Rock Live. Hard Rock. That's right. Yeah. And my dad will be opening on that one. <laughs> cool. We'll be singing a song um, together to open and close the show. Anya will also be there. And then um, I have, uh, you know, San Francisco. We have two dates in Denver coming up, December 30th, that I would really like besties to be at. So um, there's tons of dates, NikkiGlazer.com for tickets. Um all right. So wait. So did you answer what what apps would you like to stay off of your phone? Is there any bad habits going on over there, Anya? Your For word sure, games? Instagram. I mean, I don't what word games. 
I love that. I don't feel guilty about that or at all, or I don't feel bad about that. That's I wish I could spend more brain. time doing that. Do you do Wordle? Yeah. Yes, do I love Wordle. Wordle. And I do Quirtle, and then I do Octurtle. Mm. Haven't heard of this. Those are all Pokemon. So fun. <laughs> 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 That's the you same Pokemon, Pokemon evolved into three stages. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the test of whether or not you're on your phone too much is can you watch a movie in a movie theater or on your TV without looking at your phone? Because I do that all the time and I feel that's like that's test. a change. Here's th- here's what I'll say to that though. Sometimes movies are fucking boring and yes. they're a waste of your time. And the fact yes. that I want to look at my phone is not because I'm just like, I can't stay off my phone. It's because this movie does not respect me. Then just and leave. And it's overindulgent. I would like to, but I'm there with Chris watching oh, Oppenheimer. <laughs> and sometimes I just want to check the Oppentimer to see how much longer I have to watch this fucking thing. No, Oppenheimer was actually good, and I really enjoyed going to see that. But, um, you know, I'm on my phone. Football I'm on my phone for. I'm telling you, football. Okay, you can come in and out for that. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Everyone's on their phone for football. They're checking yeah, their fantasy scores. They're checking their bets. They're checking the other, the other scores of the other teams. Right, okay. I, I, you know what? Yesterday, I, was a, I had a really good football moment. There was uh-huh. a... Um, oh, fuck. Now I can't think of the word. I'm like having the Noah moment. But Noah, you came up with the Grapes of Wrath quote. I got it. Uh, uh. Um, he was... <laughs> it's what happens when the, t- when the, when the quarterback gets um, rushed before he's able to throw the football he sacked pressured sacked. i called i uh, called a sack i go he just got sacked and i was like chris was that a sack he was like it was a sack and i was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was nice. last night you're watching i think maybe two nights ago there was oh. a sack last there was night, like actually four sacks i think the jets had like a lot of were sacked a lot or there someone was, a lot was sacked of, a lot. last Girl. night they almost broke a record for sacks. yeah that's what 20, it was it was, it was so many sacks what was it brian i, I heard last, it, news, it, uh, it was 10 sacks 11 yeah. was the record they almost oh, really? got there Daniel Jones looked pathetic back Man. there. The but, Giants um, are in shambles. So, what are you doing, Brian? Don't talk to like I. I t- this isn't a football podcast, but I, I was just kidding when I said that. No, I appreciate. But um, no, it's a baseball podcast. Let's talk baseball. Yeah, I was able to d- and a punt. I'm gonna figure out what a punt looks like as opposed to just like a kick. So it's this not, past weekend, point. the NFL did a special event where they took the uh, Saturday morning game, which took place in London. Every year, they send some games to London to like try to spread international sport. And they took that game, which was on at 9.30 in the morning here. I guess it was uh, 7.30 in the morning for you, uh, for you guys. 6.30 in the morning here, 7.30 for you. So really early. And they made it a Toy Story AI... Um, the, the characters on the field looked like Toy Story characters. And they made it like right. a 3D generated Toy Story game in real time. Even the time. commentators were... Uh, everybody, really? so, everybody. So kids could watch it and think it was cartoons or something? The idea or just so was, kids could learn. Yeah. But what they did, and I texted Nikki this, they were the announcers were explaining the game as if you were a kid and you had never seen football before. So wow. they were teaching you how to play football and what all the rules meant and breaking yeah. it down really simply using cartoons during the whole game. And I was like, you should watch this, Nikki. I lo- when you sent me that, I was so excited. I was like, oh my God, this is great. And I, I, to- I, showed, I told Chris and he goes, ugh. I didn't hear he was that. so grossed out because he <laughs> hates the NFL and he's like, they're trying. Any marketing to children in that way is, yeah. um, is kind of gross. Up. It is kind of. I mean, but uh, you got to develop your your audience. Yeah, they're smart. Well, you were a marketer in sales, but don't you think that people in sales and marketing are kind of 
they're 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 preying on people's dumbness sure. yeah. and uh, uh, what's yeah. it called susceptibility. It's a sucker to, born every minute. Yeah, they saw you coming. <laughs> I told Chris the other day that whenever my parents see like a purchase I got, they go, oh, it looks like they saw you coming. He was like, that's the meanest thing you can say to someone. And I'm like, is it? Oh, I, I think I said it to him jokingly. And he was like, that's really mean. I was like, my parents say that to me about everything. Uh, they must have seen you coming. That reminded me, there used to be a store called Hits or Misses. Hit or for, Miss. Hit or Miss for clothing. And your, the, your mom, my used, mom used to go to. Your mom used to come home with, with clothes. I'm like, hey, you missed again. <laughs> <laughs> Poor mom. Can't. Uh, all right, well, we got to go to break, but we will come back and have a little story time with DJ Glazer. Oh, my God, you guys. I'm so excited that Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast because they have, like, all of my favorite clips on Instagram Reels. I'm constantly discovering new comedians from these clips, and I always, like, how do you even go to these shows? Where are they happening? Well, now I know because I have the information right here. You can go to one of these shows. Don't Tell Comedy are putting on the coolest comedy shows in the country. This isn't, like, a comedy club. This isn't a theater. These are small, unique venues, like, on rooftops, backyards, art galleries. If you're looking for a fun night out in your town, which it's probably in your town because these shows used to just be in LA and now they're all over the country, 150 cities in Canada, the US and the UK. Don't Tell Comedy is the best thing for you to go out and explore and do. You're going to see amazing new comedians. You're going to see pop-ins from famous comedians. You've seen the clips online. Be a part of the experience live in person and do it on me, guys. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com and then use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. 20% off. That's freaking good. If you're in the market for some new headphones because you keep losing yours, the ones you shell out hundreds of dollars for, stop doing that and just go with the JLab JBuds line. All of their products are compatible with the JLab app, so you can customize your sound to your personal preferences. They've got so many options. They've got the JBuds Mini. It's the smallest earbud on the market by a major brand. They're compact. They can fit on your keychain. They're actually so small that you can sleep with them in. They come in five cute colors, mint, aqua, black, sage, and pink. I'm obsessed with them. Or there's the JBuds ANC3, which is their smallest active noise-canceling true wireless earbud. And then, if you're a sporty person, there's the JBuds Air Sport, true wireless sport earbuds that have a secure fit, they're sweat-proof, and they have a be-aware mode that allows you to exercise while still being aware of your surroundings. What I want you to know is that JLab is now my preferred brand of earbud, and now they can be your preferred brand. All you have to do is use code Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. That's a lot, you guys. Nikki 25 for 25% off your order. Visit JLab.com to find your kind of tech. As we celebrate International Women's Day and all the strides we've made, let's also take a moment to reflect on something important, the future of our self-care. You see, for too long, we've compromised on things that matter most, us, but not anymore. New Conair Girl Bomb is helping us embrace a new era of self-care and self-love. Girl Bomb represents a groundbreaking line of hair removal tools specifically designed for women. From the smoothest shave to the most precise trim, Conair Girl Bomb is all about making you feel empowered, confident, and unapologetically you. Whether it's creating a hype playlist, throwing yourself into a hobby, or scheduling some me time, self-care is so important. With Conair Girl Bomb's ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, we're reclaiming our self-care journey with precision and power. The kind we used to only get from men's tools. So head to Walgreens today and treat yourself to a little Conair Girl Bomb magic. Because when you look good, you feel good. And there's nothing more empowering than that. All right, we're back. So I thought it would be a good idea because we have you here to document like a good story. 
Like I, I was thinking about buying you this thing where you just get interviewed at a radio station and then they, they have all your stories on tapes for yeah, future for generations yeah. to hear. And then I thought, well, mm-hmm. I have my own thing. So, um, and you have really good stories <laughs> and you're not always going to be here. So I was thinking to have something for future generations and just for us to enjoy while you're here, okay. but like tell one of your stories. So it's always cemented. And, and we won't have to just kind of try to remember it All in right. the future for like Arlo and Poppy. And it's just a good story in general. Okay. So sorry to base it around your mortality, but it's <laughs> um, kind of the impetus. For okay. This. I'll tell a story. Um, this is 1972. It was spring break. I was in high school and uh, I didn't, you know, we did, I wanted to go to Florida for high school break. And when those days you just hitchhiked everywhere. So uh, a buddy of mine and I, we both, we're going to, going to hitchhike to, to Fort Lauderdale. Actually, we're going to go into Cocoa Beach because his brother had a place there. And I, we each had 40 bucks in our pocket, and we were going to go down there for like five, six days. And so we hitchhiked from Cincinnati, Ohio, and we made it to Richmond, Kentucky, and we both had hair down our shoulders, real long hair. So you're 18. I'm 18. No, I was only 17 at the time. Oh, okay. And I'll get to that later. <clears throat> I'll try to, this is a pretty long story, but I'll, I'll make it more succinct. So we got picked up for hitchhiking, and subsequently I read in 1972, um, Richard Nixon made a decree to the federal government to stop hitchhiking because they thought drugs were being transferred around the country by hitchhiking. Because I hitchhiked when I was a kid. We hitchhiked to Martha's Vineyard. We hitchhiked to Chicago. We hitchhiked all over the country. And there were people out there all over, guys and girls together hitchhiking. Yeah. And- I'm reading this book called by Pamela DeBar the, about being a groupie in the 60s and 70s. Do you know about her? She was like... She was the, the quintessential groupie. She slept with Mick Jagger and I've heard about her, um, yeah. the one guy from Led Zeppelin, the guitar player, everyone. And she wrote this book, and um, the whole thing is hitchhiking all the time. I really? can't believe yeah. women like, weren't murdered more. Was murdering not around back then? <laughs> and rape? Did, yeah. When did rape come out? Occasionally. Okay. But uh, hitchhiking, though, you see a rape Cadillac. Is evergreen. <laughs> you see a Cadillac go by, and you come kind of like, you know, because the Cadillac was full of older people. So you kind of just you give it a little bit. But you see a Volkswagen, and you go like, Look him in the eye and like, because Volkswagen, if you saw a Volkswagen, it was a done deal. They'd stop, especially a Volkswagen bus. Or a Saab. In those days, a Saab, you knew it was a ride. It's like, but you had to look him in the eye. But anyway, so we were hitchhiking in Richmond, Kentucky, got picked up by the cops. And uh, they picked up some guys from Detroit right in front of us. And they had real long hair too. And we didn't see them, but they, they were in the car when the cops picked us up. They arrested us, took us to a... a jail. It was kind of like Mayberry um, on Andy Griffith's show. It was like, so- What is that? It's all back. I'm just <laughs> we, so we, we never heard. We, of had, it. we had some drugs with us. We had we had some joints, and um, uh, so we, it was in a little ring box. EJ, don't you admit that? That's my mom. <laughs> you sit on a podcast. You we had, had a, joints. We had a couple of pills too. But anyway, <laughs> so, they, so they put us. So Wait, they, what kind of pills? Like quaaludes? No, it's uh, something. Just, like what were you popping back then? No, it was, this was called MDA. It's probably the same thing. Oh, so like maybe it's yeah. So ecstasy. I guess that's what they call it now. Oh, wow. Okay. We used to call it my MDA, my darling amphetamine. Oh. But, wow. but uh, anyway, so I, I, didn't, I didn't do it that much. But we had it with us. We were going to do it down there. It was all exciting. So anyway, my, my buddy, he had it with him. So we're sitting on this cot. It was a cot in this pre-Civil War prison slash city hall um, facility. So I'm sitting there. He passes over to me. And they, they bring him in the, the other room. And they're frisking him. And they frisk him down. And then he comes back in. And they say, yeah, he asked me to go. So I passed it back over to him. Oh. And I get in that room, and they're frisking me in my legs. And I never forget the cop. He was patting me down in my legs. He goes, 
little bit nervous there, huh, Slim? Because my, my legs were shaking. Everyone called you Slim back then. <laughs> Remember when you were a waiter so cool. and you, you dropped up some... My dad was wait, waiting tables one night when he was like 16 or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it was his first night waiting tables and he was so like overwhelmed. He had too many tables and he brought us soup over to this guy and a droplet of my dad's sweat went into the, the soup. Oh, no. And the guy goes, you're slipping, Slim. <laughs> no, if, if, I looked at, if he didn't see it, I, I was just going to leave it there. But he looked me in the eye. He saw it. He said, you're slipping, Slim. <laughs> okay. So anyway, this guy what's said a you're nervous. Like my mom dated a guy named Slim before she married my Whoa. dad. Slim was oh, a big, All right. big term. So anyway, so they put us in jail. And uh, we got in jail, and I was under seven, under eighteen. So I was in the under eighteen jail, and my buddy was in the over eighteen jail because he was older than me. Oh. And as soon as we get in the jail, I'm in there with these guys. One guy had a bullet hole in his oh. stomach, and he was just sitting there going, "Oh, oh just laying God. there." He was shot robbing a liquor store, like and his bleeding? wife. God. And there was a women's prison right above us. Oh, whoa! And there was a, and, and we were there was this little walkway with cells over to the side, and it was pre Civil War prison. It's gone now because I googled it about ten years. Ago. But anyway, um, as soon as I got in there, there's a toilet with plumbing going up and there's holes in the ceiling. And this guy came out of nowhere. He's standing on the on the toilet and he's yelling up, there's a hole in the ceiling. He's going like, hey girls, come on down. And so he, and then <laughs> so the girls were squatting on this hole, and these guys oh. were fing- oh. fingering the no. girls through. Oh my God. Oh and this my is my God. first exposure. I'm like, oh my God. And he's and this guy turned around and said, Mona's he said, he said, bring it up, bring me Mona. He says, Mona's the one that's got the mole on her ass. He oh said, my God. <laughs> and so oh my God. And so then meanwhile, all of a sudden we start smelling marijuana smoke, and my buddy is over in the cell. If I leaned over and all the way, I could see his eye, he could see my eye, and he's smoking a joint with some big fat guy. And this fat guy, he said, Look at my buddy. And the guy had a um, if you know the comic strip Little Abner, Daisy from Little Abner, he had it on his back and they had a tattoo of Daisy. I'll never forget. But my the, the king getting pin, fingered. The kingpin of my jail cell, this guy that had been in there 74 days, he was like, You got your buddy's got drugs, your buddy's got marijuana. I was like, Jerry, you gotta flush it down, get rid of that stuff. <laughs> so he got rid of it. But anyway, so we were in there overnight. Bed bugs biting me all night in oh. the Oh, no. Dad, get out of here. And the guy, have them. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy in my cell, uh, his wife was up above us, and there was a little hole in a pipe. And so all night, he was talking to her and going, <laughs> with his lips around the hole. So I couldn't understand what he was saying, but he was having this conversation. So he kept me awake all night. The next God. day, they put us in front of a judge, and it was just like a judge you'd see from some old movie about the old South. And this guy was a Kentucky judge from from way back when. But he saw our long hair, and we were all, all four of us, the guys from Detroit, my buddy and I, were all put in front of him. And he said, $30 fine plus a haircut or 30 days. And he put the gavel down. And I was like, um, sir, I, I need my long hair. I'm, I'm in a rock and roll band. It's how I make a living wasn't true at the time but i said that i was trying to appeal to a sense of capitalism <laughs> right. I, I, oh, need yeah. my, I need my long hair to make a living and he said 30 dollar fine plus a haircut or 30 days oh my so, god so my buddy and i we we i said i'm not gonna get my haircut so they marched us back to the prison what the two, the two guys from detroit they said they took the haircut and so on the way back to the prison i, I said to the guy that was marching us back i said we, we haven't made a phone call yet you gotta let us make a phone call and uh so my buddy his father was a dentist 
And uh, we called Dr. Lottman. His, he called Dr. Lottman and said, you know, they're trying to get us to cut our hair. We have $30 fine. So his dad was on his going to drive down to help us out. Meanwhile, they marched us back into prison. And the guy that was the turnkey, was that's what they call him. The guy had all the keys. He was a trustee. But he had on bib overalls. He was a Kentucky hillbilly. <laughs> and uh, he's, he's, he marched me back into prison. They gave us a round of applause when they found out that we wouldn't get our hair cut. Wow. We were, we were heroes yeah. of the jail. So, but the guy that was the kingpin in my jail cell, when this guy named Roy put us in, and the guy said, "Roy," or and Roy said to him, he said, "You know, if I was if I was your age, I'd get my hair cut in a minute to get out of this prison." And the the guy the guy in my jail cell said, "Roy, if you were our age, you'd have your hair so long you'd have to part it in the middle, and take a shit." <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget that one. Wow, but then mind. but then anyway, so that what from this prison cell, you could stand on a bench and see the town square. And the one guy was given a play-by-play going, like, they're going. The guys from Detroit, they're going in. They're going in. They're going in the barbershop. And so everybody was waiting in hesitation. And there were girlfriends out there talking to these guys in jail. The windows were open. And uh, then the guy said, they're coming out. They're coming. They got burrs. They got burr haircuts. And so everybody's going, you got. If, in those days, if you had a burr haircut, it was a kiss of death. You weren't going to get laid. You, you know, Really? You, yeah. It was that bad? Well, you know, if you were like a Vietnam. You were at war or something in the military. Whoa. Which, so anyway. but uh, Wait, burrs meaning shave everything Shave, off. just shaved. Yeah, just all the okay. way down. Yeah. And uh, so I always said that, you know, you, my buddy and I, so his, his Dr. Lotman came and got us out, and we we had to be paid a thirty dollars fine. We didn't have to get a haircut, and um, nice. So, but but we didn't have any money, so we didn't make it to Florida. But I I always said like you know those guys might have made it to Florida, but they never got laid because they, they had burn haircut. <laughs> Wait, so you didn't have to stay thirty days? Thank God. No, no, no. Okay, final thought. That's um why, but you were prepared to give up to do thirty days in that place over getting your hair cut. I I, I, I think I, I would shave my head to avoid 33 days in yeah, a prison. I, I think, I guess I knew we didn't make a phone call and I thought that they can't make us cut our hair. I've heard that that phone call thing but, is actually not even real. Really? Like you're not entitled to a phone call. Like if you're arrested now and you're like, oh, I need my phone call. They'll be like, no, you, that's like a thing in movies. It's I wrote not a, a real I thing. I wrote a paper though in civics class for that senior year. And then the title was give me hair or give me death. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah. About that. <laughs> How stupid. How much would it cost you, Noah and Anya to do a burr, to do a shave your head? Oh my God. How much money? I mean, okay. Let me just let's means, let's saw some numbers. Wait, if it right. means I get out of jail, three hundred thousand dollars, three hundred thousand dollars cash right now to shave your yeah. head. Yeah, okay, hundred thousand dollars cash, shave your head. Mm. It's not as valuable anymore. Mm. It's inflation yeah. and stuff. No, not tax. Know. Straight up cash, no <laughs> questions asked. You always have right to pay now. a tax. No, not in this case. It's coming straight to you. So what, you'll get you'll get a hundred and you get one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Okay, cash. so yeah, if you want to factor in tax, it will be one hundred fifty thousand dollars, and then you'll end up I'll with take 100. the three hundred. <laughs> no, so you wouldn't do it for a hundred. You're passing it up. I think I'm passing it up. So isn't that interesting? But what about two hundred? Because there is there is a price where it would come down to a cent where you would do it, and then a cent <laughs> where you wouldn't do it. Isn't that weird about things? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, if there's a sign where you say yes at a time it. where you say no, there is, it comes down to a cent difference of the yes and no, <laughs> which is interesting. Wait, what did you say? You could just amp up the makeup or wear oh, a wig. Yeah, yeah. So a hundred grand, you would not do it. A hundred grand. I would do it. A hundred grand? I would do it. I would do it. Yeah. 
I'll do it. Because it'll be a great story to tell. Okay, I got a hundred grand, but my head shaved. Big deal. We'll grow back in a few, you know, a few yeah. weeks. Yeah. I'm looking for any excuse to do it. It would be so fun. <laughs> and and I would regret it instantly and I would cry so much because I have dreams a lot about shaving my head or like getting my hair really? caught in something where it's What's has holding to be- you back? So societal acceptance, um, hosting yeah. shows, being invited on TV shows, like mm. you just, people don't want to see a short uh, woman with a shaved head. I mean, that's why Sinead O'Connor well, was so yeah. badass. Do you know that she Skinhead did that? Skinhead O'Connor, please call her. Well, that's really nice. I'm sure she didn't end up killing herself because of comments like that. Um, do you know that she shaved her head before you ever even knew she was famous? She did it the second um, someone from um, the record company said, we're, we we need you to um we need you to what did they say they they wanted her to like dress like a certain way or whatever yeah. they just yeah. were like uh, you should Stand start wearing up. skirts and she not only did not wear skirts but she said you're gonna I see where this is going I'm shaving my head she right away just shaved her head I read that without man. any hesitation and she Damn. never looked back because she never wanted Guys. anyone to weigh in on what she was doing or to dismiss her because she was a woman or like like her just because she had long hair she became more famous because she did have a shaved head though you know Mm. really yeah she hated fame too Mm. she thought it was disgusting and she was just the coolest ever um but definitely struggled with uh mental illness more than anyone i've ever heard and from you know talking about reading people's biographies and stuff like that it she was very clear about like my life is haunted by mental illness because she got beat so bad when she was young that um it explains all of it, but she also and Prince. You guys got to read her the, what Prince did to her. It's in. I think they um, printed what the the you know the excerpt from her book. Prince, I will always hate because of what he did to Sinead O'Connor. He invited her to his house in the middle of like um, he call, he sent a car for her. He called her and was like, "I'm sending a car for you" because she had already done nothing compares to you, which is a Prince song. And he said, "I want to meet you." And she's like, "Of course, I can't wait to meet Prince." And she gets there, and. Um, so I'll, you don't have to read. I'll just tell you what happens. She gets there and the driver won't talk to her, or say anything. It's really dark. They pull in. It's a completely dark house. And he leads her. He's like lurch. He leads her to the kitchen and she's like, where's Prince? And she's just like, he's, she's waiting there for like 20 minutes. It honestly reminds me of when I met Charlie Sheen. We were just led into his house and then we just were abandoned and they were like, Charlie's upstairs. He'll be down. And we were just like, what? That's a story for another time. But she waits and waits. Finally, she starts getting like bored and she starts like just like looking at like what kind of dishes does he have? She's like looking for a cup of water or something. And then he appears out of nowhere, like behind her and she, he spooks her. And then he um, he says, I don't like how much you've been cussing because he had just been going through this religious revival where he had found the Lord. And so he's like, I don't like the way you conduct yourself in interviews. And she goes, uh, fuck you. <laughs> yeah. She literally said something like, I'll fucking do whatever I fucking want to do. And he was fuming mad. And so then he, um, I think at that point he, uh, he offered her a glass of water, but he slammed the glass down with such anger that it like almost broke. And then he, um, so he was already, and she was like, she said she clocked it right then and there that this is a violent man because she had dealt with so much violence growing up. She was like, my life is in danger right now. She truly felt it. So she was like, I just have to get out of here and I have to survive this because I'm so scared. So then he disappears again and then he shows up and um, his butler is like shaking. He's slip and slim. He's shaking in fear. <laughs> he brings soup. He brings soup over to uh, Prince and she doesn't want soup. She has like an eating disorder. So she's like, I don't want soup. I already ate. And he's like, you will eat the soup. And she goes, I'm not fucking eating your soup. And he's furious about that. And so then he starts 
So then he goes, he realizes he's not kind of like going to win with these kind of maneuvers with her, all these mind games he's playing with her in this dark, weird house. And she has no idea why she's there. He's just scolding her about cussing on TV. He's mad at her. So then he disappears and he comes back and he is like, hands her a pillow and he goes, let's have a pillow fight. And she's like, okay, well, maybe we can do this. As soon as she gets hit by his pillow, it has something very hard inside it. And she realizes that he's put like so, like a alarm clock or something in the pillow. Jesus. And he's chasing her around with it. And so then she realizes that she is like in danger. So she runs out the door to run away. Um, she runs into the woods to, and she, she first tries to wake up the guy in the, that's sleeping in the car, but she can't get him to wake. And she has no idea where she is or how she got there because they called for a car and just showed up at her house. She has no idea she, where she is. So she runs into the woods. He then gets, Prince gets into his car and starts chasing her in the woods and like l- taking his high beams and putting them through the woods to find her and then screaming like, I know you're in there. And she's hiding in the woods in the middle of the night. Then, this is a horror film. Oh, total horror film. This is not, I mean, this is her account. You can read this. Then she, oh, I believe she her. finally, he finally is thinks that she's run somewhere else. So he drives off and then she takes off in the woods, ends up on the 101 highway, walking down the highway, looking for anyone to, to pick her up, trying to hitchhike, can't get a ride. Then she, then all of a sudden she's trying to hitchhike and she realizes it's Prince's car. He then parks his car on the 101, gets out and starts chasing her down the highway, is chasing her around. She finally escapes by running up to a house and b- banging on the doors for for help. And the lights go on and he takes off in his car, never to return again. <clears throat> but then she, um, oh, she the people God. didn't come to the door and she had to walk home like five miles from um, wow. the valley where he took her. He's Crazy. a fucking psycho. I am so glad you shared this story. What a nightmare. People need to read it because I really missed a, of some of like just setting the tone for how creepy this all was. Is and it in what, her autobiography Just or to be, yeah, it, I read her whole book. Just to play devil's advocate. Yeah. People who are close to Prince say that her story mm-hmm. is a fabrication of a mentally ill person. Well, this is not nice. Of course. Desperate for attention. Yeah, I... Oh, of course they're going to say that. Based on what I read of hers, you know, I'm, I'm obviously... I'm I'm more apt to believe a mentally ill woman than I am like a super famous little guy that has a Napoleon complex and obviously had a lot of abuse in his childhood too. So I have some empathy for him. But the way that I read this story, the first time I read it in Rolling Stone, I think there was an excerpt. And then I read it a couple months ago in her book. It struck me as a very true story with details that weren't, that were crazy but not so crazy that it wouldn't have happened and um also she has absolutely nothing to gain from that no <laughs> from telling that no she didn't and she story. waited she waited decades to write that and she said um that song she was like people are like how do you feel about that song being from this guy that attacked you and she goes that song was always mine she was like, I made that song. That song was written by him, Word. but that song was mine. It was always <laughs> mine. I made that song. And I kind of liked goosebumps. that. So good. Yeah. yeah, I love her. So okay, anyway, I'm we gotta changing go. my answer. $200,000 to shave my head as an homage to Sinead. Yay! Right. Okay, we did it. All right. Everybody start a collection. <laughs> yeah. For the crab lice and for Anya to shave her head, which uh, they won't have anywhere to exist. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll see you in Minnesota and Calgary this week. That's this weekend. I can't believe it. It's happening so soon. Um, see you there, besties. Thank Watch you for listening to the podcast. And just keep it.
Keep your hair long. (laughs) Give your hair or give you death. Watch out for bears. This is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.